Well, happy birthday, Dad. It's been a while, a few years already, and not a day goes by that somehow I'm reminded of the things that you said or the things that you did. I do miss you. I love you. But, uh, wow. How many years have passed already? It's uh, Wednesday, January 5th, 2021. I'm Stephen Sersky, and yes, uh, today would have been my dad's birthday. Uh, he passed away a few years ago. Uh, prior to my current employment in China, uh, and he managed to visit the country the year before he passed, which, I no, I don't think contributed to his, uh, his passing, uh, but uh, he visited with my mom. It was the first time he'd ever uh, come over the Pacific Ocean, as far as I know. I'm not sure if he ever made it to Hawaii during his lifetime. But um, I know he had gone to Europe with my mom, uh, but had never, I don't think he'd ever been to Australia. My dad wasn't much of a traveler. He traveled around Canada quite a bit. Uh, and not like a traveler traveler, he worked and traveled. And for those of you who have uh, met me and might have heard, um, been on the receiving end of some of my spiels about economics and money and work and you know, just get it done attitudes, such so-and-so, uh, I would say that I pretty much got that from my father, uh, in that um, he was always busy. I mean, it was a single paycheck family uh, that my, my family had, that my mom and dad had, basically. My mom was a school teacher, but uh, she gave up that job to look after all of us kids, and my dad took it upon himself to basically be not just a breadwinner, but I mean, the, the money maker. It wasn't just bread. It was he was making money, uh, which meant he was working just about all the time. Uh, but he loved what he did. He he really did. Uh, he um, was ingratiated in the agricultural community in Canada, and never did it. Uh, he never let the the opportunity of speaking to a farmer go to waste. Like he would talk to people all over the world. I mean, he started working from home before he retired, uh, and I can't remember exactly when it was, but he bought this this phone subscription that enabled him to talk as much as he wanted on the phone, and that's what he loved doing. I mean, you could call the guy any time of day, and he would pick up the phone, Sersky, and he would talk. I mean, it wouldn't, it didn't matter. Uh, so the last time I talked to him was uh, Christmas Day uh, before he passed away, so. That would have been, uh, yeah, December 25th, or I can't remember if I was 26th or whatever, uh, but that was back in 2016 already, I guess. And that was prior to my trip through Russia. I didn't receive the news of his passing until I was halfway through Russia. And uh, I got this message from my brother saying that Dad had passed. And I'm like, okay, all right, so that's not good. Um, all right. How do I get out of the middle of Russia and uh, back to Canada for my father's funeral? So I made it. Uh, it took me three, four days or something like that to uh, complete the trip, which set off a whole bunch of other uh, things that happened that I might talk about another time, but now is not the time. Uh, I did write a blog post 
uh, dedicated to my dad's, some of the things that my dad said in, uh, that I remember him saying, and this stretches back like years, not just in his later years, but, uh, um, like even when we were kids, I remember saying some of these things and I, I think they're actually very apt for a lot of parents to know, uh, which is one of the reasons I, I published it. Uh, a lot of the, uh, people that I know these days, like the same age, uh, have kids and I can only imagine, you know, some of the, the shit that you guys have to put up with. <laughs> and one of the reasons I published this article was to, you know, help you parents have a few more, you know, quippy comebacks if the, uh, kids were getting a little too snippy or snipey or whatever, right? Or needed to be reminded of a few things. Which, uh, I mean, I, I know it's it's difficult. To, uh, it's difficult dealing with your, your boss, and then you got your colleagues or your friends, and then you have these kids who are probably the, you know, not the most um, uh, best return on investment that you have. That's not to say that kids aren't worth it. I'm saying that in terms of, like, if you were to look at all the investment opportunities that you could have, I mean, kids are probably the ones that suck up the most resources <laughs> but going back to this blog post uh which you can find on my website uh stevensersky.com it uh is uh i made it i wrote that i can't remember when i wrote it, a couple of years ago and then i made it into a, a podcast as well i made an audio version uh back when i started this podcast back in 2020 or certain not this podcast but my my big cast uh, back in just 2020, I guess. Uh, it was one of the first 10 episodes that you can hear me uh, talk about this, uh, the quotes of my father, as it's called. Uh, and there's some classic ones. Uh, one of the ones that stands out the most from my childhood was, well, I only shot him once. Well, yes, but now he's dead. And it's, I I can't remember. It was, uh, it was probably in response to, um, one of these, you know, child childhood fights that we were in, because I mean I had three brothers and a sister, and I mean we were always fighting about something. And if I wasn't fighting with them, someone was fighting about something else, and uh, which goes back to you know, being a parent can be in insanity inducing. But I guess we had done something. Someone hit someone. It's like, well, I only hit him. Well, I only did it once. And my dad was like, yeah, well, you know, it's the same thing. You know, he's in the newspaper. I only shot him once, but uh, now he's dead. It's true. You know, you can't just shoot a person once. I mean, you could qualify that any way you want, but let's face it, you shoot someone, the chances of them are dying are better than if you didn't, right? <laughs> so there, he, I don't know where he got those things from. Uh, and there was another one towards uh, the, uh, I guess... Where was I? I had just returned from Australia, working and traveling through Australia. And I was working at a warehouse in in Winnipeg, of all places. And I just remember, uh, like, I was one of the highest educated in terms of academics in the warehouse, holding a master's degree, right? I mean, I traveled the world, um, spent time in other countries, and here I was working at this warehouse. And I'm just like, wow, and I'm a temp. I'm the lowest paid, <laughs> highest educated, lowest paid out of all of them. Uh, I mean, that's not to begrudge them at all with, with their uh, 
efforts, their uh, sturdiness, their steadfastness to stay there. Uh, so and I remember telling this to my dad, and I'm going, wow, I'm, I'm just a temp. And he just turned to me and said, like, everyone's a temp. <laughs> and this was even in regard to my manager at the time. Um, and not just like the manager of the warehouse, but the uh, girl who was uh, the agency conduit, I guess you could call it, the, uh, the agency representative. I mean, she was a temp as well. I mean, when you think of it, and I think of this 2020, uh, this recent pandemic, this economic shutdown that we just saw. And yeah, I mean, boy, if people weren't thinking about whether or not they were going to have a job tomorrow, I think you were one of the few or one of your your services were so integral. I mean, keep in mind, doctors might not have lost their job, but they were they were in the line of fire. I mean, that was like forefront of this um, pandemic that struck, right? So it was like anybody and everybody was questioning their their value and their commitment to their job, I guess you could say. So that quote has stuck with me quite a bit, and uh, no doubt if you've heard me talk about some aspects of my job, you'll be like, yeah, it kind of makes sense that uh, you kind of think that way there, Stevie. Ah, uh, well, I encourage you to go check out this website uh, or this uh, blog post. Uh, there's some there's some good ones in there. Uh, again, it is on my website, stevensersky.com. Uh, you can search for the blog post or you can search for the podcast, uh, the recorded version, uh, which is under the podcast link of my website. Uh, again, it's the quotes of my father. Uh when was he born? I can't remember. Quite. Oof. Would he almost be 80? Would he be over 80 now? No, he wouldn't be that old. Not yet. He was born like towards the end of World War II, I think. Born in Canada, uh, although he was born to Ukrainian immigrants in Canada. So they never spoke English. Uh, but my dad and my dad grew up speaking Ukrainian for um, the for yeah for quite a few years, I think. And then he didn't learn. English until he was in grade school and I remember him saying one time how I think the other kids kind of made him feel bad for not speaking English at that time so and I'm not sure like I remember this just being an offhanded remark one time about his early years although he never really talked about it he was never sentimental in that regard it was always he was always busy doing something now that was generating profit. But, I mean, let's face it. I knew my dad in his later years. Okay, I didn't know him when I was growing up. I did. I mean, don't, I, he was there. He was there. He was taking us to games. He was involved in the family, cultural activities, church, you name it. But how many kids, do you know what your parents did? When was the first time you actually knew what your parents did? Let's put it that way. Did you know how old they were? I'm not saying, oh yeah, of course, I always knew. You always kind of had an idea, but you didn't know. And you certainly didn't know what their their stage in life was. I mean, what's it like to be a mid-30, a mid-40, or a 50-year-old, you know, with crying kids and, you know, restricted work, uh, limited money, a house that you have to pay for, food you have to put on the table for little people that you brought into the world. I mean... You don't know your parents, right? It's it's, it's shocking to think this because you don't really think this. You, you don't realize this until much later. Of course, they threaten you all the time. Parents are like, well, you'll understand when you're older. But yeah, but I mean, I was a kid. Think twenty years in the 
in the future when they're more like, well, I have a homework assignment due in tomorrow and I haven't started it yet. <laughs> I mean, there's there's always so much that so much of an appreciation of time that children have that you know you don't really oh you really don't appreciate until you're much later and uh if you're not panicking to sort of make use of make the best use of your time i then i really don't know what you spend your time thinking of to tell you the truth um i can from my own sort of personal experience i know that the urgency to get things done has become greater and greater the older i'm getting every year I, that passes I find myself becoming not paralytically uh, paranoid. Not, I'm not paralyzed by this uh, at all. It's more like, oh my goodness, I have to do this now. If I don't do this now, I'll never get it done, which is true because there are certain opportunities that pop up that if you don't take advantage of them, they might, they might disappear. They might cycle back, sure enough, but you got to get them done. Especially if you have the thought nowadays, it's it's a lot of the technology makes it easier. And I know, I, I mean, I'm speaking from a very comfortable place, but don't think this place just opened up all of a sudden. I mean, there was a lot of steps along the way that were taken, and I, this is why I think you know a lot of uh, things that my dad was saying when, when I grew up and all the uh sort of conversations we had usually around this time actually because this was the time when i wasn't as busy with uh university and it was still cold outside so i mean i was at home quite a bit i was the one who sort of lived at home for the longest uh and uh it was around this time of year when you know it wasn't unusual for my dad and i to sit down uh at, at night have steak and eggs yeah steak at midnight basically and uh you know have a shot of scotch or three or four and talk a little bit usually my dad would be trying to watch the business news he would watch the business student then he would just fall asleep um now it's like i find like i i understand that because you know after 10 o'clock it's dangerous for me to uh sit down or lie down because almost within 30 minutes or so I'm out. <laughs> like it's uh, it's uh, pretty pretty consistent in that regard. And if I'm not out, I'm certainly not very functional. So, uh, but you know, I did. I guess I picked up a few good habits from the guy, and uh, kept that keep it going. Um, I know he uh, was sort of wondering what I was going to do with my degree, uh, my degrees in uh, classics. And I can say that for whatever reason, these subjects keep on popping up and they've, uh, uh, I mean, I have colleagues who mentioned these, you know, mentioned Latin. I don't always like talking about it because uh, there's this sort of dichotomy where I've studied this language, but at the same time, like my, as my dad was sort of wondering, you know, what are you going to do with this? I fully realize, like, what am I going to do with it? And if I let people know that I have these degrees or that I've read Latin and ancient Greek before... You know, they have a certain perception of what I should know. And I go, I don't really know because I've been so busy doing other things since that those days, right? And uh, it, part of it was at his sort of urging. I mean, he he did not like me sitting around doing nothing. It was like, if you're, you're either a student or you're paying rent. And if you're paying rent, it's due on the first of the month. 
which kind of contributed me to get a master's degree, to tell you the truth, because I'm like, well, it's cheaper and easier for me to just keep on going to school than to um, fathom paying rent to my parents, I guess. <laughs> right? I, had I found teaching English earlier, who knows what would have happened. Uh, he, he didn't mind that I was going to go overseas. He thought it was kind of neat, but he was... Um, I remember him saying one time, and this is towards a couple of years into my traveling career already, like, well, there's always, there's $10,000 to bring you home, you know, which I'm not sure if it's actually true. Um, uh, and I think my mom basically said, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> you're you out, <laughs> uh, not out of the will or anything as far as I know, but, you know, it's like, I don't know if there's going to be that much of a... I think the circumstances will sort of dictate what happens at that point, I guess. Uh, but my dad, I mean, he, since he'd never traveled very much uh, overseas, I mean, he never really saw much of a reason to it. Uh, he was, was he the oldest boy? I think he was. He was the oldest boy in that family. Um, so, and I see this a lot from the, the eldest in families that, they're not the travelers. It's usually number three, number four, especially if they're they're boys, they're guys. They're out. I mean, they just they travel, uh, and it's um, so we're kind of the adventurers of the families, I guess you could say. Uh, but I mean, you know, it did take four kids to get to there, and you know, had a younger brother after me. Um, but yeah, he was never discouraging. He always thought that I was going to come back to Winnipeg. And that sort of got me because I was like, well, I don't know. It's, does, wh what is, what's there in Winnipeg? Like there's, what's there in Canada for me? And I'm sitting there going, now that I know that I can do all these things around the world, like there's almost no reason at all to go back to Winnipeg other than to visit friends and family. Right. So it was really nice to see him, um, in China, that that uh, the year before he passed away, the only thing that gets me about this is, oh, it was, uh, um, my dad was a little bit, uh, I don't want to say flippant towards money, but he was very, he would spend money on things that were, that he saw value in. And so I'm a little bit surprised that he let the travel agency convince my mom to get them both 10-year visas, which are like $800 a piece. Oh, holy, are you kidding me? I'm like, get a two-year visa. Like, how many times did you did you think you were going to be flying over the ocean to see me? Come on. <laughs> so I'm a little bit um, disappointed with the, uh, was it, a, it wasn't the consulate, because I, I don't think they care. I think it was the travel agency that they were going through uh, that uh, sort of suggested, no, you can get the 10-year visa. And, of course, their visa fee, their commission on that was probably a lot more... Uh, a lot higher than just the, the one year or the five year. And I'm not sure if it was a multiple entry or, yeah, it must have been, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it was an expensive visa. And I remember being a little bit like, what? You paid how much for a visa? And you paid for it? Not a company? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's how my, I think my dad would think if I, I was in that situation. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it was nice to see him. They got to travel all the way down from... Beijing down to Hong Kong was uh, where I saw them off to uh, the air, the airport over there. 
Um, and the one thing, did he ever climb the Great Wall? I have, I, I have to find this picture. Because um, Mao Zedong is famous for saying, you know, uh, or there's a Ch Chinese saying of something uh, that, you know, every, every person should climb the Great Wall at least once in their life. And I think this, I, I basically forced my dad to walk up the, well, one flight of stairs to like the lowest portion of the Great Wall. And keep in mind, he's a, he was an elderly man at this point with a cane and everything. It wasn't the easiest and the Great Wall's not the safest. Uh, my mom and I uh, walked up to the first turret, but my dad and the tour guide went down to uh, the restaurant, basically. So, yeah, that was uh, a few years ago prior to this disemployment his his death did spur a bunch of events that led to my current employment uh but um it is what it is uh I, I spent that summer basically with my uncle on his farm helping out over there uh which was kind of also uh very interesting to uh, my uncle i mean my dad's brother he just lost a sibling. I'm sitting there going, and I didn't very much appreciate it that time either. You know, what, what's it like to lose a sibling? I don't know. Uh, it's it's a very difficult time. Uh, unlike parents, I mean, parents, you're supposed to see them old and become bothersome and then pass on, right? Like that's that's your natural life order. Siblings, that's that's whole that's a lot a whole different ballpark basically. All right. Well, I'm gonna leave it there. Uh, there are a few other topics, uh, but I can leave those for another day. So I want to remember my dad today, I guess, if you can. Uh, and yeah, head on over to my website, stevensersky.com. You can check out that uh, quote if you want to have a good laugh or if you need a few uh, good um, one-liners to give people. Uh, I think you'll have a good laugh at them. Some of them are funny, some of them are um, uh, use still useful, and some of them I'm not sure if you'll find a use for them at all. All right, thanks for listening. I'll leave it there. I appreciate you uh, stopping by, and we'll talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.